basically, you know, just uh, you learned about the the cultural revolution. <laughs> yeah, a, a lot about the cultural revolution. I learned show. about the show trials, and I was like, "Damn, I would love to play fake judge." You're guilty of. I don't know. Nice. <laughs> Insert charge charge TBD. You're guilty anyway. You're guilty. We're sending you to the super happy fun time re-education camp. You're guilty for a crime that is to be determined. We are executing you tomorrow. We will. We hope to have the actual crime. Uh, you know, we'll nailed. have charges by sometime next week. We're, we're trying to nail that down beforehand, but you know, sometimes <laughs> these things just don't work out. You know what I said. Things happen. Uh, I'm losing my head here. I mean, you know, you are. <laughs> Fuck, I should have waited to start drinking that bourbon until after we start saving. Hey, it's State of the Revolution, the Michigan Progressive Podcast. I'm Benjamin Klon. I'm Alex Sahori. I'm Matthias Brimmer. Zachary Reinhardt. As we tape this, it is Saturday, September 14th. And thanks for joining us this week. Um, so first things first, holy shit. Um... Uh, John Bolton was fired as a national security advisor. Yay! <laughs> yeah, in case you guys didn't know, Trump's an anti-imperialist, so um, <laughs> I'm now uh, fully behind our president. He's doing a great job. Uh, he is actually draining the swamp. So, you know. <laughs> did you guys see the Pelosi doing her shit with the whole John Bolton thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did. Oh. What, what did she say? She said something about like needing like stability and leadership or some shit yeah. like that. Yeah, him being like an honorable person and oh. just like you just know, the over-glorification to try to like score points against Trump. And, like, some real Mick resistance shit, but yeah. really at the end, like at the un- other end of the spectrum, you had like uh, AOC and Ilan Omar going, oh, Trump's uh, siding with a dictator. I'm like, oh my God, chill, guys. Jesus Christ. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's just, uh, there's, there's got to be more nuance than that in this discussion. Clearly, you know, they can both be bad people. Um, it's yeah. possible. Trump is siding with a dictator. Well, in, they were saying, like, uh, in terms of North Korea, like, oh, that the reason why Bolton's gone is because he won't have uh, peace with North Korea. And he's saying that, like, you know, we're going to do the Libya model in North Korea, meaning we're going to take their weapons and then just annihilate that country. Militarily. Say, didn't he uh, want to fucking, Kim, like, and nuke them? Kim Jong-un yeah. gets drugged through the street and then literally sodomized to death with a bayonet. That's, uh, that's, that's what they yeah, love. that's a great political uh, system i mean to put to aoc I mean, diplomatic yeah, foreign affairs to aoc and uh ellen omar's credit they did say yeah john bolton's a warmonger he's the worst ever like i mean let's just go down the list right he tried to you know over uh he tried to overrun uh venezuela or overthrow venezuela he, he tried to overthrow iran he tried to overthrow i mean he's been wanting to bomb of the iraq war yeah, yeah. He's one of, one of the architects of the Iraq War. He, he, I mean, he's been wanting to he's been wanting to fucking bomb Iran for years. Yeah, it probably, yes. probably he has been having wet dreams about it since the plane with the Shah left the ground in Tehran in 1979. He's so awful that uh, in 2005. George Bush tried to appoint him to uh, the UN, and uh, it was Republican Senate, and uh, he couldn't. They wouldn't. He's too 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 horrible for 2005 Republican Senate. Although this Republican Senate, though this Republican Senate, Ju- get right in there. You don't have Maverick John McCain to protect you anymore, baby. <laughs> I'm 
pretty sure John McCain voted for the motherfucker. Probably. He was a maverick. Excuse me. He was a maverick. Maverick. Don't talk about my father like that. (laughs) My father? Well, already... uh, That man was in a prisoner of war camp. Yeah, my father isn't uh, an eco cyber terrorist like Julian Assange. Eh. <laughs> that was a Ben Shapiro, Megan McCain crossover. I actually, did, I actually did hear one uh, or another infuriating take, a la the Nancy Pelosi thing, which is that when I walked into my house, my mom had MSNBC on, and fucking Chris Matthews oh, was on, and he said something more or less like. Uh, you know, the national security advisor is the person, is the architect of, like, the the plan for America. And, you know, this administration, you know, I don't think that it has a plan. And it's like... Look, I don't I know how you're going to keep a mustache like that out of the White House. <laughs> I would much rather have no plan than that plan. Yeah, because, like, let's be real. Any plan that they're going to have is going to be fucking awful. As a, they're like, what? Uh, my God, guys, we're, we're, we're standing still in an idling car when, when we could be literally flooring it towards a brick wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so awful. Yeah, like a Kennedy. John Bolton just is really just a terribly mustached weasel. Um, like I, I'm, I'm very happy he's gone. But you just know that he's going to get some real cushy job somewhere in media. Well, actually, it was uh, just reported yesterday that he has gone back uh, to his old job as the head of a pair of political action committees and announced ten thousand uh, dollars in donations to five Republican candidates. Up for election in 2020, including uh, Senator Tom Cotton, Senator Cory Gardner, uh, Senator Tom Tillis, uh, Representatives Adam Kissinger, and oh. Lee Zeldin. Wait, is that the it Kissinger is. family? Kissinger. Oh, Kissinger. I don't I know like, if I'm pronouncing Lee, it yet, pr- pronouncing it correctly, but there is a Z in there, not SS. Uh. Lee Zeldin. Lee Zeldin. He's a representative out of Long Island. He's a Democrat, isn't he? No, no, he's a Republican. These fuckers are all Republicans. Yeah, these are like the worst of the worst in terms of like uh, foreign policy. They're the, hey, let's carpet bomb everything. So it's not surprising that his PACs are supporting these awful people. Like Tom Cotton. Like. Oh, Tom Fuck. Cotton. Tom Cotton, dude. I He's my favorite to uh, run in 2024. Like as a Republican, he's my favorite. I think that he's going to be the candidate for the Republicans in 2024. I think that's pretty common knowledge, though. Oh, like for the presidential election? Yeah, or not common knowledge, just like that's like general consensus, I feel like, at this point. Tom Cotton. I haven't heard that. I've heard that, but I don't know how... Because I feel like these predictions are kind of like always kind of made, but then like when the election actually comes around, like there's like people like there's... First of all, you have quite a few years before then, so there's always always room for like up-and-comers that just like you don't really see, you know? But... uh, (laughs) You, you know, it's probably like a worst case scenario for Democrats is like Joe Biden uh, wins the nomination, uh, becomes president even. Um, and then four years later, 
I don't know. Um, Donald Trump becomes no. the second president in history to serve two non-consecutive terms. No, Nikki Haley would become Grover the first. Cleveland, baby. No, Nikki Haley would become the first uh, uh, woman president, and it'd be a Republican. Like, that could so happen, I Glass feel like. Glass ceiling. And John Bolton is like this uh, foreign, uh, it would be like the secretary of state of that administration or something like that. <laughs> I would love to see John Bolton as Nikki Haley, Haley's ambassador to the UN. This sounds like some kind of hellscape I want to avoid. <laughs> yeah, sorry Fuck for speaking guys, that into I'm, existence, I'm, uh, guys. I'm cool on the Nikki Haley, Tom Cotton, John Bolton administration. We're, pass. Yeah, I'm hoping, we're not predicting like the most likely scenario. We're predicting like the worst case scenario, right? Yeah, That's the uh, worst case yeah, scenario, no, in my opinion. It might be the same thing. Those people <laughs> get Those people get in charge and then it's essentially like the Mongol Empire. Just burning and pillaging that's like john bolton's bread and butter man never met a war he didn't like he just wants to bomb 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 <laughs> i've never well, i've never met a war i wouldn't fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah john bolton definitely like gets off on that somehow i don't even want to know the creepy shit he's into i like the fact that it happened um the day it was like the day before 9-11 right or the day of. It was his personal 9-11. <laughs> yeah, not bombing. Sure hashtag never forget. Not bombing Iran uh, earlier this year is like John Bolton's 9-11. Dude, the, John Bolton. <laughs> Republicans in 9-11, it's just like so. You can see that uh, Rudy Giuliani uh, video. Oh, like, full fash. Holy fuck. My, that shit was. That is horrifying. Horrifying. Like, horrifying. Um, I actually did not see it. Yeah, oh, welcome to the Republican it's, uh, Party. It's, it's full fash uh you have to like look it up maybe drop it in but uh yeah it's uh like <laughs> america the beautiful and then just like you know some kid that, that fucking blows dude. like like some kid that like you know like joined the military because of like 9-11 and then like at the end like it looked like he's like you know about to like crack the heads of like some protesters or something i don't yeah, know it, it was... literally looked like chicago in 1968 at the convention yeah it, or like ferguson yes you know yeah. like it was it, it just no, like it, <laughs> it was fucking insane it's like making this come it is like drawing a direct comparison between like, you know, the cops and the soldiers and then and then they slip in like football and it's like, whoa, whoa wait a second. God damn it. <laughs> it sounds like, like the gee, trailer. I wonder, I wonder what that dog whistle is. Uh, it sounds like for. the trailer to that new Kevin Sorbo movie. <laughs> that movie looks epic. I can't <laughs> the, wait to watch one that. Where he's fighting Antifa. Like, oh, my God. Uh, Antifa's like going to kick like his ass. Him and his family like, have to like, well, protect Antifa, themselves in the Second Amendment. Antifa was literally in the uh, the video. Yeah, yeah. And that was like the, I think, the comparison they were trying to make. It was like, uh, we had to defend ourselves against some terrorists on 9-11, and now we got to defend ourselves from activists. Like, that was like the messaging, and it was like... Activists. Ooh, full fash. Full fash. Oh, boy. I still, I actually have the perfect, uh, I, I know what John Bolton should do. He should, uh, travel to Israel, start, uh, advising Bibi Netanyahu, annexing the West Bank. Don't <laughs> give him any ideas. I mean, he'd be, I'm sure he'd be great at that job, but he, please he, God, no. You just made him blush. <laughs> oh man, that would, that would make organize. I mean, when you have some people so cartoonish, I mean, that almost is an asset to resistance. Like, you know, that's why Bibi. The rest like, of the Likud is like. 
This is this man is far too liberal to be in your cabinet, sir. No, yeah, like that's you why can't, you can't take this, Mister Bolton. That's why BB is just like so brilliant for Israel because it's, he just perfectly represents it. Like you know, he takes his like props to the UN. Like, oh, Iran's got a bomb, and like, <laughs> you know, it's just like, like everyone Ross just Perot. laughs. Everyone just thinks he's a joker, and you know, it 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 makes it easy, you know, for resistance. So yeah, John Bolton going to Israel that'd be actually pretty cool. <laughs> So, I mean, ostensibly, Bolton being fired is, I mean, it's a good thing in that it's good that he's not national security advisor anymore. I like the disarray. I think the disarray within the administration, like him getting fired and like this kind of like change, I think that's good for, like you were saying, it's better than them like being like super efficient, like having everyone in place, having a plan. Right, and I, right. I mean, it's like the opposite of like what uh, Cheney and Bush was doing. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that in some respects yeah. is a good thing. I think, well, I think it's, it's interesting the way that like some media, some media outlets have reported on this by saying that this is bad that like everything is in disarray like it's a threat to national security that there's so much disarray in this administration it's like haven't we hasn't hasn't that been going on like the last like two fucking years like, <laughs> like we have no, we haven't had a stable administration <laughs> since no. he took office to quote the great chairman mao there is great disorder under heaven the situation is excellent look i mean maybe maybe i'm just being like you know uh, what's the word I'm thinking? Like contrary or something like that. But um, contrarian, contrarian, right? But like, contrarian. I I feel like it it has kind of been a adequate kind of like guard or just like all this madness like actually has enabled Trump to do a lot. Like, you think about the Muslim ban. You think about what he's doing in terms of immigration. Now, like, they're going to start putting homeless people in fucking camps. Right? Like, this is kind of... Like, you think about it, and he's actually getting a lot done. And maybe that is somewhat because, you know, everyone's so interested in this palace intrigue. Um, I think... I think that, you know, like, that's that's just, like, Mick resistance type stuff. Is like, talking about, you know, the stability of... uh of uh, of the administration like nah Th- like look what he's doing dude and he's like making like huge strides and we gotta really organize and you know do our stuff to make sure that you know this is only a one-term thing and that we uh get bernie sanders and pre- as president in 2020 so speaking of like organizing they did some pretty good organizing out in uh, california correct yeah, yeah. Um, it was actually it was reported a couple days ago. Uh, the private prison industry, the private prison industry, is set to be upended after California lawmakers passed a bill on Wednesday banning the facilities from operating in the state. Um, the move will probably also close down four large immigration detention facilities that can hold up to 4,500 people at a time. Uh, The legislation is being hailed as a major victory for criminal justice reform because it removes the profit motive from incarceration and also marks a dramatic departure from California's past when private prisons were relied on to reduce crowding uh, in state-run facilities. You you guys remember that scene in um, uh, A New Hope? Where they blow up Princess Leia's homeworld, Alderaan. and then they yeah Alderaan, and then they go to Obi Wan Kenobi, and he's like, oh, I sense a disturbance in the voice. That is Kamala Harris <laughs> when that passed. <laughs> She's like, uh, th- th- thousands of prison guards scream out. 
<laughs> yeah, Kamala is probably low key like salty about this. She's probably like, this is not good for my donors. You're undoing my <laughs> legacy. <laughs> I would, I mean, this is probably uh, what Gavin Newsom is the governor out there, right? Uh, in California. I, uh, I had very little hopes uh, for him when he got elected, to be honest. But uh, yeah, he's been uh, kind of a pleasant surprise in terms, cause like he was the more um, cent- like centrist, but I mean, he's California too. So, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, they've been passing all, all kinds of things. And this is just one of uh, many um, moves forward in, in California. So, Definitely like to see it, especially, I mean, <clears throat> I think it's, um, it's definitely nice to see, cause you were just talking about like how Trump wants to lo- like lock up the homeless. Right. And like he, they've been using like California as obviously like their scapegoat. Right. And, uh, I think that this is a nice way to get around, like get ahead of that essentially mm-hmm. and not allow for these private investors like that probably heard that and just got like dollar signs in their eyes and we're thinking like oh cool yeah we can lock up a bunch of like homeless people in like san francisco and la and things like that and you know so um yeah i'm i'm, I'm glad that they did this right and you know what's really important too about the, uh, what's happening in california is you know typically california is kind of like the laboratory state right especially for like yeah, the democrats and like things. democratic le- legislation so usually when california does it other states follow um, you know, like I definitely believe that it probably won't be Michigan first. We're not usually the ones who do it. It's usually another one of those uh, coastal too busy states. Banning fucking vapes. Yeah, too busy ban- banning vapes. You know, because they want to uh cater to the wine mom demographic here in Michigan. That's I, all they I fucking care about. That. I support that. <laughs> I'm so fucking mad about that shit. Like, I'm gonna be honest. I don't really care that much because I want to try and quit it anyway. I was smoking. Well, good for you, but like I'm yeah. a goddamn addict. And I, want my, <laughs> I want my fucking nicotine, and I don't want. Want to go back to cigarettes gretchen whitmer is making me go back to cigarettes have you ever tried smoking vitamin e oil out of a crack pipe that sounds like a uh, actual adequate um substitute man you should try that maybe i'll give it a try <laughs> private prisons are shitty and uh you know um i like to see like i wonder I, i'm curious to I haven't looked yet, but I'd like to see the stock price of like some of like Geo Group uh, and things like that to uh, see um, how that affected them. What I I thought there was something recently. uh, Geo Group was actually it was like for I believe it was like the uh, Florida Democrats or something like that. But it was uh, like an immigration uh, conference, and uh, they were talking about like immigration, like policy. And one of the sponsors of the group was uh, of the conference was uh, Geo Group, which uh, you know has a pretty good invested interest in in in, uh, immigration. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Wait a second, private interests like influence policy it's great also that this is happening in california because i believe and i haven't looked this up to check but i am under the impression that california has like the highest incarcerated persons per capita in the united states which has you know the largest prison population in the world nice job democrats you know awesome you know that's a huge blow to that number and you know the more of those people um you know the more nonviolent offenders that can just be quickly like gotten into whatever you know kind of rehabilitation 
We, we should really stress uh, to, like, the ice component in this as well. Like, the fact that, you know, like, they're really, you know, taking away a lot of ice's um, capacity in that entire state. Which, like, what? How much of the population is in California? It's, like, a huge chunk of our whole yeah, nation's like, uh, population. Like, 35 million, I think, or something like that. And, roughly. like, to cut ice's capacity down like that, that is commendable. And that's, like, so important and to, like, where we're at today right now. And a tremendous concentration of the Latinos in this country. But the thing is, is that, you know, I'm not terribly optimistic about this either because it remains to be seen what this translates into substantively. Because I remember that Obama did something towards the end of his presidency about, like, trying to kill private prisons. Yeah, well, the, the- that did not work at all no it didn't and the and part of the reason why is because um a lot of these uh private prisons are not federal um they're they're state so actually this will have more of an impact in california because this is directed at state um at prison so and that's where a majority of the population uh is technically incarcerated under like because of joe biden's crime bill they you know incentivize states to do the locking up and then um took that burden off of the federal government. That's wonderful. Yeah. California is a weird place. Did you guys hear that their um, assembly got shut down for the most weird reason? Are you talking about like their state legislature? Yeah. What what what, what happened? Okay, so there was I'm a really bill um, it was like a um, to stop anti-vax like basically if like your if your kid like uh, cuz they're having um, like it's an anti-vaxxer it was an anti-anti-vaxxer bill basically uh so like if you want to go to like schools and things like that it like doubly reinforced it and um they actually were like trying to make it so where uh cps could get involved um i'm for... sure that went over well with like the new age spiritualist mo- wine oh, moms it, yeah dude they got pretty mad and uh they threw uh menstrual blood at state senators holy hell Fucking yes shit. yeah hell <laughs> Yes. Sounds pretty metal. I don't know. <laughs> so they had to shut down the Capitol and uh, quarantine and evacuate it um, for a moment. And yeah, that's California politics right now. So it's kind of a shit show. They're like doing great things like banning private prisons and there's like stuff yeah. like that, which like good on them for like doing like the, the anti-vaxxer bill to try to stop that shit. That's great. Like, that's... But holy fuck. Like that's crazy. That's like wonderful it's it's the greek parliament on a good day (laughs) (laughs) that is true i actually love watching like foreign so just to be clear like the the anti-faxers were throwing menstrual blood yes they were pissed that uh they were trying to stop their nonsense too huh there was piss too. No, no, I'm no. Just, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, you never know. <laughs> I mean, maybe a little. <laughs> well, I mean, you know. it's it's their it's their child's body, their choice, right? So, I mean, that makes a ton of sense. I think that um, the they, they they have a point. <laughs> free speech, man. Free speech. Is that a free speech issue? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's 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 the uh, that was the uh, counter argument. Actually, are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you only expect the best arguments from anti-vaxxers. So, <laughs> yeah, it's free speech. I mean, it's a demonstration of menstruation. Well, um, I think uh, 
Alex touched on ice for a moment uh, a little bit ago. And uh, speaking of ice, uh, some weird fashy shit is going on. <laughs> um, the U- in this country? In this country, yes, right here in the United States of America. Oh, uh, the U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement Agency uh, failed to redact a document for at least the second time in less than a month after trying to redact the location of a future urban warfare training facility that is expected to include hyper-realistic simulations of homes, hotels, and commercial buildings in Chicago and Arizona. So, yeah, not fucking concerning at all that ICE, a domestic organization, is training for fucking urban warfare and hyper-realistic simulations of Chicago. <laughs> and they'll also be switching their uniforms to brown shirts. <laughs> I am like, so... What the fuck? I am Wait, so... Is that is that actually true? No, but it's believable. No. That's okay. the thing. That <laughs> is the fucking thing, is it's believable. I'm so, scary. I'm so fucking pissed because like in 2015 you had fucking like the right and everybody even like some fucking uh leftists were like yo check out this jade Jade helm shit like and everyone was talking about jade helm and everyone was like fucking ready to like rise up against the government now you have an actual fucking jade helm type situation and like no one gives a fuck i'm fucking pissed we should be doing something about this to be honest i haven't really seen much reporting on this story I mean, it's I mean, like, the story is broken by by Newsweek because they're the ones who fucking uh, yeah, were able to uncover Newsweek. the locations of these training facilities. Damn, uh, nice. because they like copy and pasted the text from a fucking PDF or something, <laughs> and that's how that's how they found out is because it wasn't properly fucking redacted. Mm. Very very uh, competent people working at um, ICE. Yeah, well, only the best, the, best, and, best and brightest. Yeah, only yeah. the breast and but. <laughs> Dude, they're like the clown. Dude, they're the clown fascist police. Like legit, they're the clown fascists. They're all fucking too dumb to be police officers. Every single one of them can't fuck. They probably can't like fucking uh like do the uh, athletic requirements. They're all fucking fat as fuck. Fucking assholes. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, the Gestapo are uh, days away from using uh you know caged children as a live ammunition target practice like the Japanese in Nanjing. So you love to see it. Hon- honestly, they should just be training for more Area 51 raids. <laughs> like that because uh, apparently that's the only thing week, we can get uh, mobilization. Next weekend? Apparently next- that's the only thing we can get mobilization on for yeah. Jesus fucking Christ's sake. There should definitely be mobilization on this. And um, I know there's been like a somewhat of an escalation of um i think it's jewish voice that's been doing it where's timothy uh, mcveigh the, they've been doing the close the camps i'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry zach what were you saying um you know i forget <laughs> jewish voice Something, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're doing the uh, the close the camps uh, things like all over the country, and they've been uh, escalating uh, quite a bit. Um, so that's nice to see. But yeah, there should definitely be more people out there. Yeah, haven't haven't the ADL be? Haven't they like? Um, haven't they like been condemning the, this group? Anti-defamation uh, league. Yeah, I think they have, which is just. Yeah. So on that note, PewDiePie was right to. Uh, you know, give to his uh, fascist fans oh. <laughs> and give the money and take the money back from the ADL. 
You heard it first. Alex says that PewDiePie was right. PewDiePie <laughs> was right. <laughs> no, but yeah, like first PewDiePie fucking cancel that bitch i'm gonna be first i'll be the first to say it he's got so many fucking people on youtube and he's they're all fucking fascist it's crazy scary yeah there's i mean that's like the that's the scary thing is like i feel like this is like um all the manifestation of like 4chan and 8chan uh and it's like moved into like a political sphere and it's just like there's it's like i mean <clears throat> this like dehumanization i mean that, you you saw it with like the the um facebook groups that they had found you know there's just like it's like a feedback loop of dehumanization and then you have like this situation where they're building i mean why would you build them like chicago and 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 you know uh if you weren't intending to you know do it in chicago i mean that's what they you know that's what they do a lot of times like you know like they had uh setups like uh this like for baghdad for instance you know with the iraq war and so that when they go in they can you know execute their uh shit with precision and uh it's it's really terrifying um we really need to abolish ice like i mean if there's they should definitely have more reporting on and it should be everywhere uh, the fact that it's not is ridiculous and hey. that's the that's that double standard in the the media because like you know the, somehow you know the the pathway of the left is ludicrous and crazy but like them building urban warfare camps to raid American cities is somehow not. And it's just like ridiculous. So a couple nights ago, uh, the Democratic candidates for president uh, debated for the third time, this time in Houston, Texas. And I gotta say, I, I loved it. I, I, I thought it was great. Just like chock full of like just spectacularly stupid fucking moments. Um, I, I loved I, I, I had a great time watching. <laughs> I feel like someone threw acid in my face. <laughs> yeah, messy, but not messy enough for my taste. I, I want to open uh, I want to open this segment with a clip from uh, Andrew Yang's opening statement where he had a. Pretty, oh my pretty gay, pretty pretty great gimmick. When you donate money to a presidential campaign, what happens? The politician spends the money on TV ads and consultants, and you hope it works out. It's time to trust ourselves more than our politicians. That's why I'm going to do something unprecedented tonight. My campaign will now give a freedom dividend of $1,000 a month for an entire year to 10 American families. Someone watching this at home right now. If you believe that you can solve your own problems better than any politician, go to yang2020.com and tell us how $1,000 a month will help you do just that. Enter now to win the Yang so, Gang Freedom Dividend Sweepstakes, Sweepstakes, about, Sweepstakes. I don't know about this whole unprecedented thing because this man has clearly never watched Oprah or Ellen. <laughs> and they do the whole audience not just 10 people okay well i mean in some respects it's kind of unprecedented um and kind of for good reason because <laughs> oh, yeah. it's illegal <laughs> uh i don't know if you heard so like they actually picked the people um they had uh like the intern like literally go to an atm and get out like a thousand dollars and they gave it to him and then somebody spoke up and was like uh this is like a violation of fec we have to take that money back from them so like they found the people picked them gave them the money and 
they had to take it back. Because yeah, this is no, illegal. that's wait a second. Are you talking about like the sweepstakes he was doing before? Because he he's been doing this. He he was like tweeting out like months ago, like yeah, enter to win the freedom dividend for a whole year. Yeah, and it's, I, it's illegal. You right. can't you can't uh, you can't you can't bribe voters to yeah. It's a, it's like bribing voters to to vote. That's you, insane. So. Yeah, I mean, I, Tammany did it, but you know, yeah, it's yeah. tightened up a little bit since then, kinda. <laughs> yeah, I was I was gonna tweet like, um, yeah, I know what he's gonna do, I, and I kind of like was a little mad that like I didn't tweet it out because after he did it, I was right. Like I knew he was gonna do this, but like I'd vote for Andrew Yang for twelve thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's the point, right? And and like I I thought about that and I was just like, oh my, like yeah, I never even fr- I feel pretty dumb actually. I never even thought of it. Yeah, like that's totally I'd take illegal. The twelve thousand dollars and not vote for him. <laughs> Well, that was uh, I saw somebody's like thing, and they're like, "Oh yeah, that'd be great if I won that. I'm totally gonna max out my donations to Bernie." <laughs> <laughs> there was uh, there was quite a few good moments. I I think this was compared to the other debates. I'm actually I'm I'm with Alex on this one. I thought it was uh, it could have been a little bit better. I thought there was there was there was moments where it was. Uh, there just wasn't enough going going on. ABC I didn't really did care for like a lot I of them, feel... with the exception of uh, what's her name, Lindsay um, Davis. Lindsay Davis. Yeah. Uh, with the exception of her, I thought the moderators are kind of moderators are awful. Just awful. Uh, they didn't really ask a lot in terms of like good issues. I thought they were kind of like meh on that as well. So I don't know. I, I thought, but I mean, there was. And there's definitely a few moments where candidates embarrass themselves, which that's always. Oh yeah, um, like uh, Kamala Harris with her uh, Wizard of Oz joke. Oh, oh my so god, fucking weird! Dude, everyone thought that was awful. But the bottom line is this: Donald Trump in office on trade policy. You know, he reminds me of that that guy in the Wizard of Oz. You know, when you pull back the curtain, it's a really small dude. Okay. <laughs> that was my reaction to that. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, okay. I do have to say, probably the one line that made me want to just light myself on fire the most was when just a bunch of people were arguing about something, and Amy Klobuchar is like, "A house divided cannot stand." Like, yeah. No. Shut the fuck up. There's a lot of cringy moments. You're like, on the end of the stage. <laughs> Stop quoting presidents. There's like another point where Kamala Harris uh, just also completely biffed it, where she was just like, um, gosh, I can't really remember what it was now. Yeah, I mean, well, it's, I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, it was a, a question on uh, her uh, past uh, criminal justice uh, <laughs> stuff in California, which, you know, like... I don't understand how some of these candidates just don't know that they're going to be asked, like what they're going to be asked. Like, you know, your weak spots. Like, I feel like it was just like some offhand comment she made that she thought it was going to be funny, but it was just really cringy. Oh, you're talking about the, uh, was it the, um, um, Reply to uh, Biden like the oh the yes we can yes oh that's it yeah oh how did I forget that I was just like oh my fucking god (laughs) yeah that that, that fell short I mean it was just like there was a lot of bad like one liners where people were like 
you could tell they were just like over, it was like overly rehearsed and just everyone didn't was trying to have a moment. Julian was trying so hard. To I think he moment. had. A, I, I think he had a several he, moments. Yeah, he did have he a did. pretty yeah. solid moment. Um, it, I, there were I, I, there were it, actually a couple times when he just he just fucking smacked the shit out of Biden. Like um, the the best one. The best one was when he called him out for like constantly invoking Obama. But my problem with Vice President Biden and Corey pointed this out last time is. Every time something good about Barack Obama comes up, he says, oh, I was there, I was there, I was there. That's me, too. And then every time somebody questions part of the administration that we were both part of, he says, well, that was the president. I mean, he wants to take credit for Obama's work, but not have to answer to any questions. I mean, Vice President Biden, you have, a, get that. You have 45 uh, seconds. Okay, let me just say what I said. That's not what I said. <laughs> and then he, like, shortly after, he's like, did you just forget what you said two minutes ago? And, like, every, the whole media was just like, oh, you can't say that. S- such a low disrespectful. Bro. Just yeah, disrespectful. That did, that did not look good. That did he not look good. He looked like good. a total fucking prick. And I, think, and I think it's really interesting, too, how... Which I think is great for them to tear each other apart. I think that's I hilarious. I don't sure. think he looked like a prick. I, I'm a, here's a hot take. Fuck that. Like, seriously, like, some of the shit that he was saying, like, he was calling out as like age and stuff like that like no different than what Eric Swalwell did what's the difference between Eric Swalwell and Julian Castro no but they all said that Eric Swalwell was like oh that's a really good like uh like you know there should be you know a turnover in the leadership and blah 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 mm-hmm. and like when uh Julian Castro says it somehow like it's because you know they're going after Biden where, where as like Swalwell was kind of going after Bernie and Biden and Warren so it was like you know that's kind of but you know what I found really interesting and it's it was sort of a theme of this debate was after um, last debate where everyone was like oh the Obama legacy it's attacked this is the most awful thing that's ever happened in the history of democratic politics how could we ever ever abandon Barack Obama and his brilliant brilliant presidency and that and um, this now you have like Elizabeth Warren uh, crediting Barack Obama. Um, you had Bernie Sanders crediting Barack Obama. You had uh, like Cory Booker candidates on the stage. Of, like, you took had, a moment to be like, you know, we got to give credit to Barack Obama for everything he did for health care. Yeah. Well, I mean, and here's the thing, actually. I mean, that that's true. To, to, to a degree, I actually wrote... To a degree, sure. I, I wrote a paper about it in college. Like, I was like, yeah, Obamacare as it is, like, is not going to last. There's no fucking way. And it, But what he did was he entrenched the right for Americans to have health care with pre-existing conditions and like made things mm-hmm. and now it's more and more and more like a movement thing and now it's politically like uh, it's more politically feasible than I think it was previously. I think that was actually strategic. I think the reason that they were doing that, like, it's to like kind of like soften the critique. It's like uh, I'm friends with so and so, but and there was always a but. It was like you know I, I you know I thank uh, President Obama for what he did on healthcare, but and then like they go into how they'd like to expand it or what we need to do better. And I think that was a, like a way of like like because I mean obviously like. The polls show like Obama is extremely popular with the Democrats, like, and I think that was their way of like maybe like respecting the man but not the policy, um, which I think yeah. is a fine line that they have to kind of thread. Yeah, I'll tell you what, um, I was not happy with Bernie's performance. My man needed a lozenge 
so bad. I mean, he got it, and I think he finished really strong. He, he kind of cleared up, his voice kind of cleared up, like, after, like, the, the first commercial break. Yeah, because someone probably ran and on and, like, forced an entire pack of Ricola down his Yo, throat. Yo, legit, the DSA Twitter account seriously said, if you're in the audience and you have a lozenge, go give it to Bernie. Like, I swear to God. Oh, yeah, my God. Well, I mean, uh, Chill, he guys. Like, lost, his, <laughs> lost his voice in Denver because uh, he's speaking to 10,000 people and they uh, had like a really crappy mic yeah, i think he was so he talking like, oh i think he was talking about that with uh brett bear right yeah yeah and uh yeah it, quite a few, he did quite a few post interviews where he had mentioned that no and he's i think he's gonna sound like miles davis soon <laughs> and i i and i maybe I, I mean i don't know about you matthias but i feel like most people really like it when bernie is like on the offensive and calling out motherfuckers like joe biden and you know, and, and you know, like he did a lot of that on the debate stage that night, and I think actually people really like that. And also, I think that it's something that it it sends a message to voters about electability too, because if you're if you're perceived as tough on the debate stage, and somebody's like, oh yeah, he's making sense, he's like putting Biden in a corner, and Biden, I mean, like he was very agitated, he couldn't really make uh, sense a lot. I feel like the voters are going to see that. And um, I, I think Bernie did rather well. It wasn't. I don't. I think. It, uh, yeah, yeah. I think he could have done better for sure. But nobody, nobody stood out really. Honestly, that, I don't think that's anyone, true. Like, that's if true. Anyone, like if anyone stood out, it was maybe Hugh uh, Castro. But I don't think that's gonna. Yeah, I, I, I think that'll true. be like everyone will talk about him. But I don't think he'll see a big boost in like the polls. right. He's just gonna hurt Biden. Yeah, I that's mean, why he went first with his opening statement because mm-hmm. he's pulling at and the I, fucking and, bottom. And I mean, that's a good strategy. And, and what also like you're, uh, this is kind of like a, the the Sam Cedar point. He's always saying like, um, you know, they, look at what these uh, people are doing. It shows you who the who they think is going to win the nomination. Like Julian Castro obviously sees Bernie Sanders winning the nomination, and that's why he's at least somebody from Biden. the progressive, so, right? Yeah, someone I heard uh, described what Julian Castro did as a kamikaze. Yeah, like he knows he's not going to win, so he just used his time to fucking go in on Biden. I think um, there's some credence to. It. I think everyone on the end of the stage are looking at, you know, positioning themselves to fill a role. Like I mean, like Amy Klobuchar, I think she's like, hey, I think Biden's going to win. I'm going to try to like. Get in I, yeah, I think, I think so there's a lot of position because I mean it's kind of I mean especially with Harris's performance last night, I, it's kind of come down to a three-way race. Yeah, Harris is done, guys. She just a lot of people were saying she was on bars on Twitter. Like she did seem just like super weird, just like super like. There was a there, there was a Facebook poll I saw that that asked if she was fucking drunk, <laughs> dude. Just like complete, kind of like she didn't even like seem very like strong either she just kind of she didn't really come back at like candidates who like tried to come after her record she didn't really she couldn't answer the question again like keeps asking keeps getting asked the question right like you uh, alluded to before right like what what, why didn't you do anything about mass incarceration and over and over again she just says i did and like the people especially at historically back university they know that's bullcrap and like there was at least like two or three moments where like there were at least two or three questions where like it was her turn to respond and she said you know basically she said like you know like this is an important issue but like donald trump donald trump is so bad and so important that we get him out it's like you're not answering the fucking question. You're just invoking like how badly we need to, you know, unseat Trump. Yeah, and like that's. I mean, how does that separate you from the other candidates at all? I mean, 
I, I thought Kamala Harris is going to be the lifeline for the um, centrist when Biden started tanking, but it doesn't seem like she could even be a strong candidate enough for the centrist to I don't see latch on to her. And I don't really see anyone else fulfilling that role either. I mean, there's, I don't think there's another other than that's the thing is like once Biden crashes, I don't, I don't. Is there another home for those centrists? I think it's down to uh, Bernie and Warren. Uh, yeah. Once these guys either uh, you know pick each other off or just generally fall off. Yeah, in 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 the case of Joe Biden, I guess just kind of like fall apart like a shambling robot with springs and gears falling out. Yo, the the fucking the in my opinion, the best moment of the entire night was when Lindsey Davis asked Biden about his past comments on how to you know address the legacy of slavery, and he basically said we need to teach black parents how to be better parents. The media oh my has God. been awful on. Uh, like receiving this too like the way that they've like interpreted it it was just like his, his brain just like just took a huge shit and it, it was fucking incredible play the radio make sure the television the, excuse me make sure you have the record player on at night the, the, the phone make sure the kids hear words record players make to sure every the kids hear words Re- record players to every black family that's mm. joe biden's plan to uh you know uh defeat the legacy of slavery guys Give it up for Joe Biden, the most popular. Well, you know, if you throw a record player at someone, it can have a tremendous impact on them. <laughs> Is that I'm what not- caused that scar on your forehead, Matias? Did somebody throw a record player at you? No. <laughs> they, they threw Herman Melville. <laughs> I mean, what was amazing is he started to say television. He, he said he said television, and then he corrected himself to record player. Like, oh, wait, no, it's not 1950 anymore. It's 1920. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, wait a second. Wait a second. It's 1918. Yeah, Joe Biden's really confused. His dentures fell out, dude. Oh, <laughs> shit. That was so funny, dude. That was so cringy. Oh. This man is... I saw, I, I saw someone say online, um, the Joe Biden campaign qualifies as elder abuse. <laughs> I think they, I'd like to see, they had a three hour debate. I want to see a five hour debate. Cause like with every God, hour, no. he, I, I he just like slowly falls apart more and more. So I'm curious, like we've seen what happens at three hours. What happens at four or five, you know, like this is complete mumble jumble like i always feel like when i'm listening to joe biden i'm just stoned like i'm fucking just so high and I, i'm like i'm like did he just say words did he put those in a sentence am i fucked up <laughs> but no he's fucked up there was it's, a tweet i saw that said like he's gaslighting like, uh, me. if um it's like when you if it's like when you start a sentence when you start typing a sentence your phone and you let autocorrect finish it that's that's joe biden for for a socialist, Bernie really has a lot of uh, uh, confidence in the big corporations. Uh, now I know Maduro. I I I was friends with Maduro. I rode Jeffrey Step- Epstein's planes with Maduro. And <laughs> just completely just can't Allegedly. make cannot like make a sentence. Cannot sound coherent whatsoever. Yeah, he brought yeah, yeah, the in the, the the slavery question. There was uh, mention of uh, Maduro Venezuela. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like. What? Like, imagine, because I like, I would love, I would love, like, you know, like, you have like a alternate reality machine you can just like throw things into. And I would love to see the alternate reality where somehow, like, 
those words came out of you know bernie sanders and just to see the media reaction to it because it would be like night and day like oh, it would be his campaign n- would be over yeah it'd be over like they'd be like turning time for he's got to drop Jew out screaming nonsense at the audience oh dude all that super racist all that yelling shit when are some, when, are, when are you gonna call the media out for that like yeah. blatant tropes mm-hmm. <laughs> blatant brooklyn tropes that was uh, trending today is uh, Bernie Yells for Us, which I thought was pretty pretty great. What was trending? Bernie Yells for Us. Because, oh, uh, like, uh, so apparently, like, this is uh, one of the greatest things I love about uh, Twitter is, like, when, like, uh, shitbag uh, centrists always uh, try to start a hashtag. Crystal is a... So, like, they'll, like, uh, they'll use, like, uh, Bern- so, like, the Bernie Yells at me is what they... Uh, uh, started, but it didn't really fucking go anywhere. I and then like burners are like, "Hey, you know what? Let's uh, that's a good idea. We're gonna steal it and we're gonna use it for our own means." So I thought that was fucking pretty awesome. Backfired. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I can't wait for the. So the next debate will be interesting. Uh, oh God! Because they have it'll be two nights because of uh, fucking Tom oh, Steyer. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. So it's gonna be like six Seriously, and five we, we people watch, on stage. We have to watch. I might, that, might, that might be debates. all right. That might, that might be all right. It, though. I think yeah, the fact that it'll be like six and five okay, on stage. Okay. I'm hoping that Bernie can be put on the stage uh, with a billionaire, so he can just. Oh, <laughs> that'd be amazing! Him. Please, please. Just like, just like you know, if he's on the stage with a billionaire, he's gonna make so many references. He's like, and we're gonna raise the taxes on the rich, and then he just stares fucking Tom Steyer right in the eyes. <laughs> no, what I'm waiting for is like a thomas friedman david brooks uh, uh a debate because it's it's hosted and chris Saliza. it's hosted oh, yeah, by cnn and it's, uh, the new york cnn times, and the new york times which is gonna be it's gonna be so fucking bad oh, oh my god god i cannot wait oh it's gonna <laughs> be so bad let's get barry weiss in there yeah barry weiss in we there a, we have a random <laughs> question from uh checks and notes debbie wasserman schultz <laughs> <laughs> yo yeah like they have fucking like rom emmanuel and heidi heidkamp out there like a heidi heidkamp you fucking lost there we go yeah but yeah like i can't fucking believe that like why should we even listen to what she has to say and Rahm emanuel is like literally the reason that nothing could get done in the obama administration right when they controlled the fucking house and the senate yeah i don't really want to uh, i want to cut social security instead of you um, need to listen to the blue dogs they're they're very public option shut the fuck up Get them in line. Yeah, public option. Shut the fuck up. We don't want any of that. And um, the blue dogs single should payer. be lined up and shot. We should we should cut Social Security. That's what Rahm Emanuel wants to do. Rahm Emanuel is so fucking stupid. He thinks that cutting Social Security would be a fucking winner for Democrats. Like how fucking stupid do you have to be to think that you have to cutting Social Security? Probably the most fucking popular government program in the country besides Medicare. I don't know what's more popular than Social Security and Medicare. Like it's fucking bullshit. Like what the fuck? Yeah, he's pretty awful. I mean, he's also uh, involved in the uh, cover-up of uh, Laquan McDonald and uh, that shit. So it's like fuck him. Like he has no like he I like he should be canceled that's fucking like we're gonna do this whole canceling thing Rahm Emanuel is on the fucking top of the list he's such a dirtbag yeah he really should be canceled 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 take those all the blue dog democrats and you know old yeller (laughs) satire or or you know the police do love shooting dogs so (laughs) no throw them a bone who and then like (laughs) 
I, I was very, uh, I was also very mad, like, when Jorge Ramos was just like, oh, yeah, Venezuela. What about Venezuela? Oh, my God. D- well, like, you knew that was coming, though. Dude, I mean, like, for real, I, though? It's good, it's good that he had a chance to counter with, like, Scandinavia, fucking Canada, which is literally Look, right that there. shit, honestly, that shit's, like, super racist to me, because basically what that mean, that shit means to me is, like, when fucking white countries do it, it's cool, but it's democracy, it's dem- democratic socialism, but when brown, like, countries do it, it's fucking, like, uh, dictatorship. And that's really what this comes down Scandinavian to. Scandinavian healthcare Maduro isn't even is... fucking socialist. Yeah, it's not. And, like... Like here's and and for that matter, um, Venezuela is not a socialist country either. The Bolivarian Revolution. I mean, you could definitely maybe characterize it as anti-colonial leftist, but maybe I don't know if it's like strictly like Marxist or socialist. Definitely influenced greatly by the, the Marxist and socialist movements of the 20th century, but that's just not what the Bolivarian movement was. And uh, to you know just call Venezuela just like socialism. First of all, it's ahistorical, um, and also. You know, it's just it's just fucking bullshit because literally in 2014, um, Venezuela, uh, the whole people like uh, wrote their constitution and voted on it. Like, when has that ever happened in the history of the United States? A fucking Congress of, like, less than 500 people voted for our... Con- How many people voted for our Constitution? I don't even know. Probably less than that. And just, like, for real, like, that's fucked up. Like, and, and they've done that. And, dude, Venezuela has freer elections than fucking uh, Georgia. I've seen... Or the state of Georgia. I've seen fucking that on Twitter. Like, dude, fuck that. It's fucking bullshit. And Bernie Sanders... Uh, pissed me off, kinda, with that um, answer. So that's the worst thing he did, in my opinion. Yeah, I completely disagree on literally all of that. I think that Nicolas Maduro is a really horrible person, and his regime is completely abusing the. How so? How so? They don't have free elections. I mean, the last time they had elections, the UN was there and they said so. Pretty sure Jimmy Carter endorsed their election system as well. Didn't he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right. He was there. Well, I well, guess I, I think they can still have free and fair elections somewhat and still have somebody who's authoritarian and not great. Like, I, I mean, mean we, I'll, I'll say this: like, we have, Maduro, we have, like, I mean, quote unquote, like, quote unquote, like, free and fair elections ish. Probably the worst part about Maduro is like, um. Uh, definitely extrajudicial traditions and like or uh, extrajudicial killings and uh, political uh, detainees. Uh, I definitely, you know, acknowledge that. Um, but you know, there is a uh, history and context in that, which is, you know, like the United States has been working against. Uh, Venezuela from the very beginning, including uh, via the capitalist class in Venezuela. And uh, yes, it's a bifurcated country where like there's lots of people of means there uh, who don't like the government, but there's also lots of poor people, Afro-Venezuelans, who are being burned alive by these Baringas, these right-wing gangs who want to uh, take out the Chavis, uh, the Chavis, the Chavistas. Like that's like what they want to do. So I mean, I understand like you know a lot of the criticisms, but I mean, I think when you stack them up to American criticisms and you know what we do to their country, you know, I think that um, that's kind of uh, small potatoes. Yeah, I mean, and it's not 
It's not uh, given up proportionally because you don't talk about free and fair elections. I think you, like, you have to include uh, Brazil in that discussion. Oh, like, 100 you know, like, that, I mean, that was not a free and fair election. That's not a free and fair election. Uh, Lula da Silva. And, right. You know, that would be, honestly, that would be, you know, you talk about like uh, using um, more like social, because let's be real. Like, I mean, what Bernie's pushing really isn't like socialism. It's, uh, demo, you know, it's social democracy. And, uh, you know, you want to look to a, a good example is Lula da Silva. I mean, mm-hmm. he pulled, I mean, millions of people out of poverty. Right uh, through his policies, right. and, you know. So like, there are successful examples of leftist social right. democracies, and 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 you know, and uh, and also, um, you know, this also, uh, you know, put this in context about Colombia. Colombia is like a big, uh, you know, um, U.S. ally right now in the region, and a lot of uh, foreign policy experts say that you know, Colombia is in way worse condition than Venezuela right now, mm-hmm. and they're under a right wing dictatorship. I don't think they have free and fair elections in Saudi Arabia either. Yeah. Uh, well, they're an absolute monarchy. <laughs> oh, oh, speaking of free and fair elections, are you guys excited for the election in Israel? That's going to be... <laughs> Actually, yeah. There was a huge backlash when Netanyahu said that he was going to annex the Jordan Valley. Oh, really? Yes. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, no. A lot of the far-right people do not like it. Oh, the... F- <laughs> really? Well, because it means that... They're going to be Palestinian. Well, he said they're they not going to annex with. one Palestinian. <laughs> he literally said that. He's like, we will not annex one Palestinian. <laughs> no, I mean, we all know what that means. Right. Right. There's no such thing. You guys want to hear an interesting fact about uh, Julian Castro? I would love to hear an interesting yes. fact. Yes. Okay. Julian so, interesting Castro. fact about Julian Castro. A lot of people don't know this. He is the nephew removed of the former dictator slash revolutionary president. God, that would make him so much cooler, but no. Yeah, no. I would, I would absolutely max out my donation. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, he is polling uh, less with black voters than Trump. That's unbelievable. Pretty awful, right? That's so. unbelievable. What? Yeah. So, um, also, He's a loser, folks. Something loser. else. Something else that I called was uh, as soon as he start, started saying fuck, like after the shootings, I was like, "Is this what your you know campaign is going to be?" Or no, it was like talking at, about, you're talking about Beto yeah, now. Beto, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, um, yeah. So, like, right after you know those shootings, like uh, Beto basically was like, "Yeah, I'm going to do my fifth uh, kickoff of my campaign, like my fifth reboot in my campaign i was like what is this gonna be like the swearing reboot and he literally just went on a tear of like swearing and then he was like damn right we're gonna take away your ar-15 hell yeah oh is that what he said yeah and did you guys hear that a texas congressman has been reported to the fbi for effectively uh he he basically threatened to shoot beto (laughs) o'rourke Did you hear about this? I did hear about this. Yeah, and then like um, Better like reported him to the uh, FBI, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Better is a real narc for being a former punk. Yeah, I think he told Kamala. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty crazy. I mean, um... You think Beto seems like a little bump after the... I think a lot of people say he had a good performance. Like, a lot of people are saying, like, Julian Castro and Beto, uh, stood out. I don't think there's gonna be much change. You don't think? Mm. No. I think it's gonna basically remain the same. I mean, if he can take some support from Biden, like, that's fine. That's fine I mean, Beto is really leaning into the gun thing hard, obviously, 
Um, Does he think that that's not a winning issue in Texas? Like, I feel like he could probably even go in Texas and probably win a Senate campaign just because that's kind of where Texas is going with, like, the suburban voters. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I, I don't think know how much of a chance is going to get a lot of backlash. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how many how much of a Actually, chance he I has think... a Senate run now that like if he were to run for the Senate, like every goddamn Republican super PAC would be running ads saying Better O'Rourke wants to take your guns and away, actually, and they would be right. That yeah. line is going. That friggin' soundbite is going to get repeated again and again and again and again through the entire election i mean that stuff is going to be repeated that stuff's going to be said no matter what right so i don't think that we need to worry about like you know putting proposals like this out and i think you know beto's right you know we should have a you know uh buy back take back type program you know we should have a confiscation how else are we going to get guns off the street well i think optional buybacks that worked very well in Australia. That's yeah. That's exactly what Beto's uh, supposed. Oh, he's doing mandatory. Well, yeah. No. Oh, is it mandatory? Mandatory. Well, maybe for the AR-15. Well, confiscation is mandatory. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, which I mean, that's kind of like always been the trope that Republicans have used when uh, Democrats talk about uh, doing like common sense gun yeah. legislation. Is that they're going to uh, take our they're going to take our guns away, which has always been kind of like blasphemy and kind of like over. Right. Stated. And now, and, and like, there's some credence to, like, not this. something that, like, anyone really wants to do either. Because it's like, I don't think anyone actually wants to bust into people's homes who own a shitload of guns and try to take their guns forcibly. There's going to be a lot is... of that. I mean, <clears throat> like... I think you just have to. I think I think you do like the like you do the optional um, buyback, and then you do the ban so that they're not created, and you basically wait until they just kind of make themselves more like or less um, extinct. I don't think that I don't think that uh, mandatory going in is going to. I think you're gonna have a lot of Ted you know, with the you remember uh, the Bundy Ranch situation where they had like oh, yeah. uh, the oh, yeah, bunch like of people. A Bundy. Yeah, they had like a bunch of uh, people with like uh, you know AR-15 and such, and they were like at a uh, stand down with like the FBI, if, if I'm mistaken. And um, I think you would see a lot, a lot, a lot of that if uh, that were to happen. Absolutely. And I think you're right. I think that's gonna be a nonstop ad. And there's it's gonna be yeah. just used and used yeah, and used. That is... Do we think anybody drops out that was on stage? No. No, I don't think so. I don't think we see... I think, think John Delaney drops out yet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he hasn't dropped out. He hasn't, he's oh, still running. Yeah, he's still running. Yeah, that's that's embarrassing. That's so dude. fucking embarrassing. It's embarrassing. I don't. I don't think we're gonna see anyone drop out. Is not, there anyone besides the John Delaney contest, who maybe. didn't make the cut? That besides John Delaney and Tulsi Gabbard are the only Marianne ones. Marianne Williamson. Marianne yeah. Williamson yeah. is still running. And yep. she's, she's still running. Is there anyone else besides them? Probably that I just can't think. Michael of. Bennett's out, right? I mean, there are like yeah, seventy other out. people that I just don't know the names. Right. Of. Oh, for sure. Right. Seth Moulton's out. <laughs> We, we talked about that, but yeah, that's interesting. Well, we're think- losing, all, we're losing all of them, and we're getting fucking Tom Steyer. Yeah, why the fuck? He bought himself in. Oh, but uh, you know, Schultz said that he would not run. That's true. Oh yeah, Schultz dropped out. That's right. Basically, he because uh, people were being mean to him on the internet. Thank I mean, you, he, internet. they were polling him. He he was kind of like in the race for like a little while until Bernie Sanders uh, jumped in. I feel like. I feel like he was like, yeah, if, or was it before or after Bernie Sanders? It might have been after, actually, because he was, like, responding to it, maybe. Yeah, he was. Yeah. 
I don't know, but we're pretty much out of time now. Uh, but I think the point we can all take away from this is that debates are stupid and a waste of time. Um, I'm ready for the Ross Duth at uh, uh, Don Lemon experience. Bring back the <laughs> duel. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do, uh, you know, Thunderdome style fights to the death in order to decide the president. Ten paces, turn and shoot. It's not a bad idea. At least, at least we might get Uzi's. rid of some of these ghouls. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for listening to this week's episode. Um, make sure you subscribe uh, on Spotify or iTunes or what is it? Apple Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever else you get podcasts. Um, make sure you like us on Facebook. Uh, follow us on Twitter at SOTR Pod. Um, and if you like our show, if you, I mean, if you get anything out of listening to us ramble, uh, nonsensically, uh, then consider, uh, consider subscribing to us on Patreon. Uh, you can do so, uh, at patreon.com slash Michigan progressive. I'm Benjamin Clone. And I'm Alex Sahori. I'm Matthias Brimmer. Zachary Reinhardt. We'll see you guys next time.